Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see each of you. I want to say welcome to our church online. Thank you so much for being so faithful and joining us. It means a lot to us. Uh, a lot of people right now are going through a bunch, a lot of people sick, so our online audience is very large. Last week is very large, and it probably is again today. So, but thank you for those in-house, and thank you for joining us online as well. So last week, I jumped into uh, just a real short two-part message called What You Drinking? And uh, God did a lot through that. God did a lot all week through that. Uh, my phone stayed very active all week, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, what you're drinking is very important. So if you were not here or you didn't join us online, so what you're drinking is simply this. Life, if you haven't figured it out, it's going to bump you. It's going to bump you. And if you're holding a cup of coffee and you get bumped, you're going to spill what's in the cup. Amen? If it's coffee, coffee's going to come out. If it's tea, tea's going to come out, all right? If, what, if it's water, water going to come out. But whatever's in you when you get bumped is what's going to come out. And I'm going to tell you right now, you will get bumped. The enemy is going, I can't wait to bump them. When they walk out of church, I'm going to bump them. Mm. And you need to say, bring it, bring it, bring it. All right? Because you are ready because you put in so that when you're bumped, he comes out. This world is waiting in desperate need of, 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 of living water. And if you'll put it in, it'll come out. So watch you drinking. So today, kind of a subtitle to watch you drink in part two is, who's pouring your drink? Who's pouring your drink? You see, I frequent a restaurant many of them, but one particular for breakfast called Youngbloods. Some would say, I have another office there. I would take that like a champ. I, I do, same spot, same booth. And uh, so I, I eat breakfast there quite a bit. So on Wednesday mornings, this happened to be a Wednesday morning, but on Wednesday morning, I always eat with Paxton. Uh, Thursday morning is Cade and Tommy. All right? But uh, I always meet with my guys Look across the table, it's sweet time that we get to spend together. But that particular morning, on Wednesday morning, Paxton's a little bit later than I get there, okay? Now, don't laugh at Paxton or make fun of him. He's a beautiful, wonderful friend, all right? I'm not saying this to pick on him, but he usually gets there about 7 o'clock. I get there at 6.30. That's what time they open. So it gives me a little bit of time uh, to sit and drink some coffee. So this particular morning, Wednesday morning's really busy. There's a girl that waits on the whole area called, Ste her name is Stephanie, and she'll pour everybody's coffee and know everybody's name, and I'm not kidding you, all right? And so... As I sat there, she poured me some coffee, and as I sat there and I watched that, I observed something. God just spoke to me. He said, all these people, 
come from all different backgrounds, paths in life, places in life, but they're all at this restaurant. And one person pours them coffee. She'll go to each table and say, would you like coffee? Oh, yes, please, coffee. That's how most people answer coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, that's probably what you sound like, okay? Coffee, please. Yes, coffee, please. First thing you do, turn the cup over. I want coffee, all right? So she pours coffee, and God said, Jeff, no matter how great Stephanie is and how great that coffee is, it can't do what Jesus can do when he pours living water in you. No matter what that coffee is, no matter who pours it, it has no idea what the day holds. We just know we need that coffee to get started in our day. But who we really need is Jesus. What we really need to do is sit with him and let him pour into our life living water so that when we walk out, after having coffee, we walk out into a world, into a day we don't know of. We don't even know what's around the next corner, down the block, down the street. We don't know what's waiting on us if the next person walks into our office, our business, or our place of work. We don't even know the next phone call and who's on the other side of it. But his name is Jesus, and he does. And what we have to understand is if we're going to have anything in our cup worth handing out or drinking, it better be poured by the one who has living water. And the only one that has living water is Jesus. Nobody else can pour living water into me than Jesus himself. And a lot of people are not allowing Jesus each day of their life to pour living water into them. They're coming to a church, they're getting a little bit of word, and they're going out and operating the whole week based on that little bit of nugget of word. That's not enough, man. That's not enough. So it's important to ask yourself what you're drinking, but it's equally, if not more important, to ask yourself who's pouring your drink. Who's pouring your drink? So here's some questions. Do you know the person pouring your drink? Do you know him? Has there been a time in your life that you have met Jesus, the one who pours living water? Has there been a time in your life that he poured living water to you and you drank and you've never been thirsty again? Why? Because you met him and he changed you and he made you new. John 10, 14 says, that I know my sheep and my sheep know me. John 10, 27 says this, I know my sheep, my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice and they follow me. I'm asking you, do you know the one who pours your drink? Does the person know you? Does the person know you? Again, Scripture tells us that he knows us and we know him. Is the person for you? It's a big question today. How many people are drinking from a cup who somebody they don't know pours and they don't know what's in it and the person who poured it isn't even for them? But they said, drink, and we said, okay. You don't even know what you're drinking. Does the person love you? 
Jesus said that I so love the world that I'll give my life for the world, that whosoever believeth him shall have eternal life. Greater friend has no one than this than a friend that would lay down his life for him. Does the person pouring your cup love you? Here's a bigger question. Is the person pouring your drink, do you trust them? <laughs> do you trust them? You see, the only question more important than what's in your drink, than what, you, than what you're drinking, is who's pouring your drink. Who's pouring your drink, church? Do you know who's pouring your drink? Do you, do you get your life poured into? It's, are you drinking living water? Because if you're drinking living water, you're doing pretty good right now. But if you're not drinking living water daily, you're in bad shape. Because there's a lot of poison being poured out right now in this world. Not that the world's upped its ante anything, but it's always been pouring poison, all right? Because the world is not for you. This is not your home. You are passing through all of us occupy earth suits on a dirt ball called earth, and we're operating in this world. We're, this is not our home. We shouldn't expect anything from this world. We shouldn't want anything from this world. We're passing through. And, but as we pass through, we are, we are in relationship with Jesus Christ who knows us and we know him. We know his voice. We know he knows us. And as we operate in a spirit of worship in the presence of God that we absolutely every single day are walking out in divine appointments for God, God is supernaturally setting us up, supernaturally putting people around us. Why? Because we have living water and they need living water. And we better be passing out living water and telling them who it is that is the real water. And that's the one, his name is Jesus. I want you to go to your scripture, John chapter four. John chapter four. This is the encounter of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. All right, we know it as a woman at the well. We know it as a woman at the well. I referenced it a little bit last week. I want to look at some of the scripture this week about it. Verse seven, John four, verse seven is where I want to begin. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? If I were to ask 100 people in the church, who asked for the drink first, the Samaritan woman or Jesus, 99 of them would tell you this, the Samaritan woman. But he didn't. Jesus asked first. Some people forgot that. It's like Jesus, who doesn't need the drink, ask somebody, ask the Samaritan woman if they need the drink. Would you like to drink? Jesus doesn't need living water. He is living water. Why did he ask her if she needs the drink? Will you give me a drink? Why did he say, will you give me a drink? I believe he is absolutely saying what the woman knows she needs, but he is absolutely saying it, hoping she would say it back. How many of us, Jesus has simply said to you, come sit with me. You ever had Jesus say, hey, come sit with me? Come, child. I know you beat up. I know it's been tough. I know you're having a hard day. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Come sit with me. 
Does Jesus need me to sit with him or do I need to sit with Jesus? Jesus doesn't necessarily need me for anything. I just get to enjoy Jesus. I get, I get to have him, right? But what it is is I need him. And Jesus simply said to her, give me a drink. Give me a drink. But what we need, we need the drink. We need it. He's trying to prompt us to identifying and seeing that we need what he just asked. Every sunrise, every morning is an invitation to Jesus to come sit. Every one of them. Because he wants to take us and pour into us so that we can drink living water because he, the maker of that day, knows what waits us today. We don't know. How many of you thought this was what the day would bring at 6 a.m., and by 6 p.m., it looked totally different? Sometimes we're prepared for that day, and sometimes we're not. But if you will sit with the one who can give you living water and knows what's coming at 6 p.m. at 6 a.m., you will be prepared for whatever that day holds. But pity the fool who doesn't sit with the king and drink living water and just go out there because they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. Jesus said, will you give me a drink? The verses eight and nine of this same chapter, there's a conversation because the Samaritan woman's confused by the question. She's like, I'm a Samaritan woman. You're a Jew. Why are you even talking to me? You shouldn't even be talking to me. You shouldn't be associating with me. John 4, 10, Jesus says this. Look at it in scripture. Jesus answered her, if you knew, mm, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for this drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Can you hear Jesus right here? <laughs> if you only knew, mm, if you only knew, Listen, this world today is desperately searching for something that gives them peace, hope, and an answer. And you can go to the world all you want, and you can go to other people, you can look wherever you want to, but it is found in the person of Jesus Christ. It is found with him. And if you only knew who it was that asked you for a drink, you would ask me for the same drink, and oh my goodness, I would give you what you couldn't give me, and I could give you living water. We have a bunch of people today that are beat down and hopeless and have no peace. They have no relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they have the relationship with Jesus Christ, this world has beat them down so much, they are hopeless, man. They are hopeless. And they need, they need living water. See, the, on, the only question that's important, as important as what you're drinking is who's pouring your drink. So question is, who's pouring your drink, church? Who's pouring your drink? Look at verse 11. The woman said, where can I get this living water? Well, that's a great question. Where can I get this living water? 
Jesus said, listen, you keep coming here to this well, but, but this well, is, you're gonna have to keep coming back. But if you drink the water that I give you, you will become living water. It will become, it will become eternal water. It will become water that never runs dry. It'll keep coming up in you through the Holy Spirit of God, and it will always satisfy you. You don't have to keep doing stuff. You don't have to keep doing stuff. Where can I get this living water? Everywhere you go. That is the question that is on people's minds. They're not asking it out loud, but where can I get this living water? We live in a world right now where the, where the, where the fields are white to harvest. I'm telling you, the day that the church, God is raising up the church. I mean, raising up the light, raising up the bride. And he's saying, I'm positioning you right now in a world that is absolutely crying out, where can I get the living water? And I'm gonna tell you, the church has gotta be ready for that. He is leaving us, the church. This is a time like no other for the church. No other. The world is passing out all kinds of things. But let me tell you something. None of them that the world passes out is living water. The only one that gives living water is Jesus. And the church better be ready, big church, little church, for all the people who are asking what she's asking, where can I get the living water? You get living water from Jesus. You see, verses 13 and 14, that's man water. That's world water. That's system water. Not there, man. There's no life there. No life there. In John 4, 15, she says this, sir, give me this water. Mm. Give me this water. Jesus says to you and me each day, come sit with me. Let me give you living water. Let me give you living water. I know what this week holds. I know what today holds. I know what tomorrow holds. You don't know. You're not, you're not ready for it. Your marriage isn't ready for it. Your family's not ready for it. You're not ready for it. You say, well, Jeff, I, I, I'm in church. I'm in worship. I'm, I'm not intentionally taken from the world. I'm not, I'm not drinking the world water. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, what do you mean? I, I mean, I, I mean, what do you mean I'm not ready? Listen to me. I meet so many people. They say, Jeff, I'm not, I'm not doing the things of the world. I'm not, I'm not drinking from the world water. But listen to me. You are and you don't know it. I am and I don't know it. We live in this world. We operate in this world. Every day I get up and I get dressed and I go out into this world. If I don't intentionally, on purpose, sit with Jesus and get in the word so the living water can go in me, then I am sustained and I am satisfied with what? Me giving me water or the world giving me water. You say, well, that's not what I'm doing. No, you, you don't do it. You do it, and you don't know you do it. Everybody you bump into is bringing the world to you. If you're not ready with living water, and you're just ready with flesh water that you did, when that world hits you, that flesh goes, mm-hmm, I'm about to show you had to, boom, and you jump at them. Man, I don't know why I acted like that. I don't even know why that came out of my cup. You have no idea. 
Like seriously, you drove a 3,500-pound vehicle here, but you don't know how that happened. If it's not in you, it won't come out of you. But if it's in you, it comes out of you. The reason we react, the reason we do what we do is because we react from what's in us. It's our heart. If you want living water to come out of you when you're pushed, you better make sure you're at the fountain drinking living water named Jesus every day. Because if not, you can't put it on autopilot. You can't just say, well, I was in church three weeks ago. I'm, I'm sure it's probably still lasting. No, no. Well, I did honk if I love Jesus. Does that count? No, no, it just confuses people, all right? Well, I've got my camp T-shirt on. Well, that's sweet. It doesn't match, but it's sweet, all right? But that doesn't help either. Well, I had a quiet time last Thursday. Okay, well, it's this Thursday. Okay, that's seven days in the world, operating in the world system, man system, drinking world water. You think that what you want to come out of you is gonna come out of you, but you spend no time intentionally doing anything about putting it in you. How's that happen? Can, can I say something to you, church? We've been set up for this. See, you can't blend in anymore. Have you noticed that? <laughs> we spent some decades in the past real gray. Just real gray. Can't really tell, can't really tell. Are you for him or not? I can't tell. You just kind of blended in. I'm sorry. Did somebody steal the gray Crayola? Because it is now a white Crayola and it is a black Crayola. It is light and it's darkness. It is very evident who is listening and living in darkness and who is walking and living in the light. And the days will never go back like that again. From this day forward, for the church, big, for the little church, you better decide who you are because it will be demanded of you. It will cost you. See, I believe there were decades that went past us that the believer didn't have to pay a stinking price for anything. That ship sailed, my friend. That ship sailed. Why are they paying a price everywhere else? Why wouldn't we pay a price here? If it got tough for the church overseas and over the pond and other places, why wasn't it tough for the church here? It wasn't tough because the church looked like the world, because we blended in. We were all together. You couldn't tell Sunday from Monday. But listen, that day, that day's gone. That day is gone. You have to decide who you're with. And if you're gonna walk into this world, you better make sure you're sitting with Jesus and he pours your cup because you're gonna need every drop of it to get through it. The world that you live in will pour itself into you without you having to make any effort whatsoever at all. People say, well, I don't even know how it got in me, Jeff. I'm not intentionally trying to make it get in me. You don't have to try the world will get inside of you without any effort at all. Why? Because you operate in the world. Listen, if you walk, <laughs> if you walk in a mess, you're going to smell like a mess and become a mess without even trying to be a mess. You have got to intentionally, by choice, make a habit 
of getting into the word of God and allowing Jesus to pour living water in you daily so that when life bumps you, because it will, what comes out of your cup is what you thought was in your cup. It is what you intentionally put in your cup. Coffee came out because why? Because I poured coffee into it. You will get bumped. The question is, what you drinking and who poured it? This is gonna happen. So if we're gonna get bumped, and it's very important for us to understand that the world is gonna bump us, that, that, that we're going to be demanded of. It's gonna be, we're gonna have to answer a call on whose side we are. We better decide real quick and now who our God is. It can't be, well, my mom and dad, that, that, that's their God. No, 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 no. Is it your God? Well, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Not to decide is to decide. So you just decided without speaking, so thank you. You, you have to decide who your God is. Nobody can speak for you anymore. See, we used to do this with our mouth a lot. Today, we decide with our feet. Who do you say God is? Follow me, I'll show you. Well, I'll tell you. Now, I'm tired of listening to you tell me I need to see you walk. I need to see you walk. Church, I don't need you to tell me who you worship. I need you to show me who you worship. Big church, little church. I need to, sh- I need to see who it is that is your God. Let's look at who he is. Go to Isaiah. Go to chapter 43. Isaiah 43. A lot of scripture here. Just stay with me. Isaiah 43. Look at verses 1 through 3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. And please understand, you are Israel if you're born again. You've been grafted in, all right? You're his people. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Look at verse 10. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servants whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand what, I, what, he, what I, am, I am he. Before me, no gods was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me, there is no savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? Flip over a page. Look at verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert, streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert, streams in the wasteland. I give drinks to my people, my chosen, my, my chosen, the people I formed for myself. Please underline that. 
Why did he make you? For him. Not, not, it's not about you. It's about him. He made you for him. That they may, the people he made, proclaim what? Your praise? No, his praise. His praise. Look at 44, six through eight. This is what the Lord says. Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord Almighty. I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient peoples and what is yet to come. Yes, let him foretell what will come. Verse eight, do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no other rock, capital R. I know not one. Last week, we looked at it. We looked at it. Built your house on sand. Rains come down, streams roll, wash them away. Built your house on a rock. Not a rock, the rock. Capital R-O-C-K, rock. Rains fell, streams rose, didn't go nowhere. It's very obvious right now, very obvious to each of us. Was my, my house, my marriage, my family, was, was, was me built on D rock or A rock? The A rocks are hurting and the D rocks are worshiping. The churches that were on A rock, mm, they're not doing good. Churches on the rock, Jesus said, whoo, I got you. Built the house on coffee and lattes on the word of God. Moving forward, the church, big church, little church, better be ready because you can't blend in anymore. You either for me or you're against me. You either scatterer or a gatherer. That's simple as that. Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. Say, how can a church be against God? <laughs> we don't have enough time. I'm telling you right now, God is thin in the flock, bud. He's gonna figure out who is for him, who the one true God that they worship and serve really is. Because all the other gods that we built our lives around and we said, oh, these are not our gods, but when our houses were shaken and those things were part of it, when it was shaken, it went away, it scared us, we ran. But those who built their house on what? Jesus. They stood strong. They stood strong. When you go over the first kings, first kings, I don't have a lot of time to go in the first kings, so let me kind of tell you what's going on here. This is Elijah. He's at Mount Carmel, and um, there's some bad stuff going on. They've all bowed down and worshiped Baal. Baal's a man-made, made-up God, and they got all these prophets uh, that sit at Jezebel's table. And Elijah said to Ahab, I need you to summons all of them, all right? And, and I, I need you to meet me at, the, at Mount Carmel. And so I want you to listen. Let's look at verse 20. 
first. This is a lot. This is 1 Kings 18. Make sure you're in 1 Kings. 1 Kings 18, verse 20. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets to Mount Carmel. And then look at 21. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. I I just feel like that question is being asked today in, in our country. One nation under God. Mm, in God we trust. Okay. Constitution founded on the word of God. Okay. All true. So stand up. Let him be, if he's, if he's one God, if he's that God, stand up. Stand up. But listen to what happened after he said these words. He asked him, how long will you wave between two opinions? The Lord said, if, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Watch this. But the people said nothing. Wow. What would you say? If God is God, follow him. If, if something else is God, follow him. How quick would your response be? I'm with God. I'm with him. Silence, hmm, you're not golden here. (laughs) That's not golden here. The big question is, how long will you waver? For the big church, for the little church, who's pouring your drink? You find out real quick who's pouring your drink. Either it's living water or it's not. How long will you waver? Who's a sustainer? Who's satisfied? Who gives you hope? Who has your peace? Who, who it is that gives you life? Is that coming from other stuff or is that coming from Jesus? Living water is obvious to see and it's the best choice. The day is coming where you can't blend. You can't. You can't wave between two opinions. Either you're for him or you're against him. You say, well, I'm really not against him. Well, you didn't say you were for him. either for him or against him. How big is your God? If he's as big as you say he is, surrender everything to him and go. Follow him. One more. 1 Samuel 5. 1 Samuel 5. 1 Samuel chapter 5, look at verse 1. After the Philistines had captured the ark of God, they took it in from they took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then they carried the ark of day into Dagon's temple. Dagon was a, a man-made false god that the people had set up. And they set it before Dagon. Verse 3: When the people of Ashdod rose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on his face before the ground, on the ground before the ark of the Lord. <laughs> They took Dagon and put him back in his place. Real quick, if you have to pick up your God each morning, you need a new God. Just saying. 
I mean, something's got to click in, got to kick in. Like, you know, your dog does something, and you're like, hmm, I might get a new dog. You know, sometimes you got to know you got a dog problem, all right? This, this is a God problem, man. Get up in the morning, and you got to pick. Listen, at the one true God, you get up in the morning with him with the sunrise, he'll pour living water into you. They get up in the morning when the sun rises, and they go pick their God up. Ain't looking good. Not looking good. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. That's just funny right there. I'm just saying. But the following morning, <laughs> they were stubborn back then too. Right? When they rose, there was Dagon. He done fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had broken off, and he was lying on the threshold, and only the body remained. Mm, 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 mm. Verse 5, that is why to this day neither the priest of Dagon nor other gods nor any other who entered Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold. I'm going to say something very obvious to you. If you need duct tape for your God, you need a new, new God. That's just, I mean, if you got to carry super glue in the quiet times with God, you're in trouble. If you need Gorilla Glue to have a quiet time, you're in trouble with your God. Is your God who you say he is? And if he is that God that you say he is, you better follow him. And our God is worthy of worship. He's the one true God. He's the mighty God. He's the God who saves. He's the God that redeems. He's the God that restores. He's the God the same. He's not the same. He's the same, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. That's our God. He is worthy of worship. He, he was here before we were here. He'll be here after we're gone. He holds us in his hands, man. He is worthy of our worship. And if we will ever figure out as a country, as a people, as a nation, as a state, as a county, as a city, as a church, as a people, that God is worthy and what we need is living water. And the one we has living water is who needs to be pouring our drink. You try to drink from anybody else or anything else or drink from anybody else that pours you a drink, you don't even know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. As funny as that story is, it's sad too because you see it every day people putting their hope in retirement plans, and not that that's bad, but that can't be your only hope. Hope in their checkbook, hope in their career, hope in their house, hope in their car, hope in their style, hope in their body. <laughs> that should have been a lot of amens on that. But, but, but you, you put your hope in a lot of false things. That stuff's gonna fade, man. Put yourself in one that doesn't fade. His name is Jesus. That's our hope. As a nation, that's what we gotta go back to, man. The only question more important than what you're drinking, <laughs> it's who's pouring your drink. It's who's pouring your drink, church. Some may ask you, when you get up in the morning, for many of you, you'll need a cup of coffee. You can pour your coffee, but then go let him pour into you. Because the coffee doesn't know what today holds, but he does. I should tell my kids, See Jesus' face before you see your face of your kids at school. It'll change the way you act. 
You don't like your coaches? That's all right. That's what they're there for. See Jesus' face before you see your coach's face. You're treating different. See the face of Jesus before you see mom and dad's face. You might respond to them different. You might speak to them different. See the face of Jesus before you see your office, people at your office, your boss. You treat them different. You'll see it as a mission field. You'll see it as divine appointment. You'll begin to share living water that you have in you. And trust me, I look forward to this. If you spend some time with Jesus before you get on Sansi, we'll all be better off. <laughs> all I'm saying is every sunrise is an invitation to meet with the one who has living water, who's pouring your drink. Because if you skip it, guess who's pouring? The world. You say, well, I, I didn't ask the world to pour. Guess what? You don't have to ask the world to do anything. It'll do it anyway. Amen? So if you're not intentionally asking him to pour your cup, you got a lot of people that want to pour it for you. And they don't know you. <laughs> they don't love you. You don't trust them. They're not for you. It's a church. Who's pouring your cup? Who's pouring your drink? Let me ask you to stand. As the worship team comes out, if you're on the ministry team, if you'll make your place on up, this is our time. Jesus never, ever, ever gathers, and his spirit never falls, and he, and he never lands on people without asking for a response. Look at Scripture. They never built an altar they didn't use. They never met in worship that he didn't demand something from them. The question is, not just what you're drinking, but who's pouring it. Today, if you've never, ever, 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 ever had living water poured into you, today you can meet him just like the woman did at the well. And you don't have to keep trying to give your own water and do better and, and, and all this other stuff. You don't have to work, man. Just drink. Just drink. He'll do it. He'll make you supernaturally new. It's what he does. It's not effort. It's not works. It's free gift. If you knew the one who asked, you'd say, give me a drink of living water so I'll never have to thirst again. You come this morning. If you're thirsty because you're not intentionally drinking from living water, if you're letting the world pour into you, you say, I'm not letting the world, Jeff, but you're not letting Jesus, so the world is. Go back to intentionally drinking living water with Jesus every day so he can prepare you what lies ahead. Otherwise, you got nothing to draw from when it's demanded of you. So as we worship, if he says, come, move, he pushes you out, don't fight, just go. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, right now, draw who needs to be drawn, whether it's online, in their living room, in their bedroom, in their car, out on the patio. God, your, your hand's not too short to save wherever they are. God, we are people that need living water. I pray we start intentionally going to the one who serves living water because if we don't drink there, the world will be glad to pour something for us.
So God, right now as we worship, Holy Spirit, land on your church and move us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.